is called The Load of Sin. Maybe you read it for me. You read English, okay? Then I later I translate it. The Load of Sins. Yeah. very proud. She thought that she had never committed even one sin. She was sure that she would be taken to heaven on her death. One morning she was sweeping the floor of her house. By pure accident, the broom fell on a cockroach, and it died instantly. Mm. Parvati was greatly upset. She nearly went mad. Mm. Who will take this sin? How can I wash away this sin? So far I have not committed even one sin. Now I have done this. What am I to do? She ran here and there with the cockroach in her hand. She was wonderstruck to see the, the bizarre fish vendor named Savit, Savitri. Parvati asked her, O oh, wretched women, what will become of you when you die? You are daily killing so many creatures. I have not committed even, even one sin till this morning. Only today I accidentally killed this cockroach, and even this sin I am struggling to wash off by some mortification. Is that so? said Savitri. Don't be so anxious. I have killed millions of fish. You have not committed any sin. This cockroach sin need not worry you. Give it here. I will add it to this basket full of fish sin. Fish you, sin? Fish sin. Why? Because yeah. she went to the fish oh, uh, fish fisher. vendor, the fish seller, oh, yeah. who killed so oh, many yeah, millions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, okay. right. You will be freed instantly. Yeah. You need not worry, and I won't either. The, additional, the addition of a little cockroach to this basket full of fish is not going to make any difference. Yeah. Parvati was highly pleased. She gave away the dead cockroach to Savitri, who placed it in the basket of fish. Pavitri was thoroughly relieved. Savitri was not concerned at all by her action. It so happened that both women died on the same day. <laughs> A heavenly chariot came to take Savitri to heaven, while the messenger of hell approached Parvitri. Parvitri was puzzled and enraged. She asked the messenger, What? You must have made a mistake. I am not Savitri, the sinner. I am Parvit, Parvati, I never did the, pious. Yeah, the pious. Yeah. <laughs> take, Sav take Savitri to send the chariot for me to go to heaven. Good lady, replied the messenger of hell. We make no mistakes. You are wanted in hell. Savitri will go, by, go to heaven. But why? Oh, Parvati. It was the duty of Savitri to sell fish. She did not kill them for her pleasure, but as a duty. She was devoted to her duty, and at the same time she was devoted to God and did all her actions as offerings to the Lord as, he inst as his instrument. Therefore, yeah, that's hmm. that I believe. therefore she merits heaven. You, on the other hand, killed a cockroach and felt, I have killed a cockroach. You did some charity and good actions only to fatten your egoism and pride. In your pride, you thought disparagingly of saints and pious people. You never thought of God at all. You were haughty. You were extremely selfish. You even went to the extent of trying to transfer your sin to Savitri. She, on the contrary, was selfless enough to accept even that to relieve you of the misery of sin consciousness. Therefore, she deserves to go to heaven and you to hell. Come, delay not. That's it. Ah,这个东西。哎,有一个女人呢。她很早熬了。她认为她种了没有,做过一个坏事。所以,她认为她死了以后,她会定。回去天堂不有一个早餐他说哇谁能够把那个业障拿走谁能够背这个业障啊谁能够背这个业障我怎么能够把这个业障洗干净啊我从到目前都没有做过从来没有做过一个坏的事情现在我已经
做这个做这种事了，我我怎么办呢？我现在怎么办呢？然后他就东跑西跑这样子，带他那个尸体啊，那个蟑螂的尸体，在他手上东跑西跑，跑来跑去这样，啊，不晓得怎么办呢、啊？嗯，我忽然间他就看到一个那个卖鱼的那个人呐、啊。在那个时候看卖鱼的人，然后那个那个女啊，那个帕瓦提叫帕瓦提，就那个所谓的做好事的那个女人，从来没做过坏事的，从来没犯罪的意思。他就问那个那个那那个卖鱼的人，他说：“哦，你那个坏的女人呐、啊，你死了以后你会变怎么样啊？你知道吗？嗯嗯，每天呢、啊、你杀那么多动物啊啊。”我今天呢，只有到今天才才才做犯罪一事而已，因为我呃偶然呢、啊、杀到这个蟑螂啊，我已经这么小的那个心呃呃罪呀、啊，我已经开始，我已经很紧张，我已经挣扎了，怎么想办法怎么洗掉它，何况你呢？这个意思了，他是意思说那个人一定会死，会会很严重。然后那个那个卖鱼的那个叫 Savitri， 他就我说哦是这样吗？啊，那你不要担心了、啊，我已经杀那么多鱼啊，你没有杀，你没有犯过什么罪了。那个呃那个你刚杀那个那个蟑螂那个罪啊，你不用那个感觉到麻烦了、啊，你给我就好了。我就把它放在那个鱼的鱼篮子里面了。你看那么多鱼死掉，在这里再差一点点多一个，我我替你拿了，没关系。你现在马上就自在自由了，没罪的。我罪我拿了，多一点点算什么？我这这个篮子里面那么多杀那么多鱼，多一个我自己拿，拿拿过来给我放进去。啊，我也不会怕，你也不用怕了，我也不怕了，多一点嘛，啊。然后，这个没有差多少，他这样走了。然后那个帕瓦迪那个好的所有的好女人很高兴了，当然非常高兴。然后就把那个那个蟑螂呢死掉，蟑螂给那个卖鱼的女人呢。然后那个女卖鱼的放在她的篮子里面了，然后走了。那个所谓的好的女人呢，感觉到哎没罪恶了，很棒。嗯，然后那个。沙维对那个卖鱼的人也没有管他那个做好事那个事情，他也不不在意任何了，他也走了。不过，上上天会这样那么定啊？他们两个女人呢、啊，同一天死，啊，死的时候那两个同同一日死，然后那个，呃，天使啊，下下来接那个卖鱼那个女上天堂，然后黑白的。上去、啊，带那个所谓的好女人下地狱。那个帕瓦迪那个好女人呢、啊，她非常混淆，又生气，说你们弄错了，我不是那那那那个罪恶那个卖鱼的人啊，你应该去带她去地狱才对。我是很好的，从来没做失过什么罪恶，你怎么带我下地狱呢？嗯，然后那个黑白说啊。好的妇女，我们没弄错了，我们要你呀、啊，去地狱了。你的名字在那边，你写好了，赶快跟我们去了。哪有那个卖沙威迪那个卖鱼的女人会去天堂啊？他说：“为什么？嗯，为什么这样子？”然后那个黑白就跟他解释了，他说：“那个那个沙威迪那卖鱼的人，他卖鱼，他杀鱼是为了他的工作，他本分就应该这样卖鱼，他不是为了。”恶行要杀他们呐、啊，而且他又怕上帝，他每天要崇拜上帝，他做任何事情都都为了上帝为主，然后他是像一个工具做一样而已，他根本没有认为他自己做什么事，他做什么事他就供养上帝，好坏都供养上帝的，好坏都是上帝的工具而已，所以他功德啊可以去天堂啊，你呀、啊。事实上啊，啊，你你杀一个什么蟑螂而已，那你认为你杀，啊，你有那个我嘛，然后
，每一次你做什么好的事情，你是为了要自己感觉到很骄傲，而得到自己那个满足那种心理，你不是真正的有爱心，然后你认为你很了不起，你又看不起那些前辈的修行的，有真正的修行的人，啊，所以。你也从来没有想到上帝，你做什么事你就认为你做，你做好做坏都是你做，你没有想到有上帝在下面，你不尊重他、啊，嗯，你是很傲慢的一个人，你是非常自私的一个人，你认为你值得，呃，去去天堂吗？你看你都坏到这种程度，连你杀一个蟑螂，你也把那个罪都送给别人，然后那个沙巴地，其实，呃，那个，三凡尔、啊。他也不在意你那那个罪，他也跟着那多拿一个替你多拿那个罪。你看他那么好的一个人，嗯，因为要让你要你那个得到那个那什么自在的心呢、啊，不罪恶感，那个还替你当业障，为业障。你看那么好，所以他当然呢值得去天堂了。你现在赶快跟我们说去地狱了，他不用再拖了，就是这样的，这故事完了。啊，我认为这个故事也很很棒啊！你你们认为呢？啊，真的是真的是这样的，真的是这样的，真的很好。我不是鼓励大家都去卖鱼卖肉，不过如果有一个人卖鱼那么好，呃，全部都相信上帝，又有替别人拿那个业障啊，真的是下次一个圣人啊！事实上也是这样子啊。我也讲好几次，我们做什么都是上帝安排。如果我们真正的了解到这个程度了，还好。就是多数的人因为不了解是上帝，所以认为自己做才这么坏，才自己才在当业障啊。如果认为是是上帝安排，我们就是一个工具的话，就还好的一点。很少人能够做这样的道，所以最好不要犯罪，犯了还是要兼备，兼备那个忏悔就对了。没有人能够做到这种那么那么无心的、那么无我这个程度啊，所以也没办法，太棒了。对呀、啊，很多人做一点小的功德，认为自己了不起，嗯、啊，然后用那种功德当名牌，名牌是不是？当牌照啊，去挂账而已，不是为了要，不是为了爱心啊，也有我值嘛，就为了要给人赞叹，要为了给人知道为什么你这么好的人，真正的没有那种爱心呢、啊，所以对自己不了解，真的。我们做好事啊，如果我们也不认为那个是好事，也也没怎么想做那种事情，为了自己的话，真的在对自己在对得起自己，你不能看不起别人不做好事，那这样太好，那个不不很小人能这样做，真的很小，所以有时候啊，师傅在说也不是不事才好嘛，是不是？修行好了以后做什么都好。修行好了，你做不是你也不认为你不是，没有认为了不起，躲也来不及，怕人家赞叹你，因为这个也不是你功劳一个人了、啊，完全也没什么功劳，生出来没钱了、啊，生出来之后一一一块衣服也没有，那算什么功劳呢？来这边也是大家都互相接来接去，都是上帝的东东西啊，不是我们的，哪里能够骄傲什么？如果真的讲这样，没人相信。好了，太棒了。Okay, this is number three. The ahimsa ideal. A poverty-stricken man was walking through a grove. He was very hungry. He had not taken any food for the previous three days. The grove was full of mango trees, and it was the mango season. The luscious fruit was too tempting, so the hungry man instinctively walked over to a stone, took it, and threw it at the tree. A couple of mangoes fell on the ground. The man's face glowed with joy, and his hands hungrily sought the fruit. His mouth dripped with saliva. In the joy of having obtained the fruit to appease his hunger, the poor man did not give a thought to the course the stone had taken after cutting the fruit from the tree. Fell on the king's head. Having achieved its object, the stone had to fall. The momentum gave by the man's hunger was great. And the stone soared into the sky before dropping down. Destiny, the creatures of strange situations, 
had conspired to bring into that grove that day the poorest of men as well as the ruling monarch of the land. The poor man at the threshold of death sought something, anything, to appease his hunger. The great monarch, after a royal dinner, sought the cool shade of the trees to while away his time by playing chess with consorts and ministers. The monarch and the miserable wretch were unaware of each other. The missile that struck the tree had felled the fruit and an inert stone. It couldn't respectively avoid the monarch. It landed on, its, on his head. The turban protected the scalp, but it was thrown off by and put, on the sh- put out of shape. The monarch, immersed in delightful play with his consorts, had no mind to investigate the cause of the sad fate of the turban, but his consorts could not broke the insult to the king. They sought the miscreant, the poor man who was greedily eating the luscious fruit. The servants were eager to to forestall the monarch's worst punishment and wanted to demonstrate their loyalty to him by meeting out capital punishment on one who had least offended his person. It happened in this case, too, that the king's ministers of law held an immediate court on the spot, condemned the poor man to death for assaulting the king. The king rose from the game, and the minister of law then announced that the miscreant had been severely punished for his outrageous act. Bring him to us, said his majesty. The poor man was brought before the monarch. Why did you throw the stone? To obtain a mango. At what did you throw the stone? At the tree. Did you get the mango? Yes, your majesty. Have you eaten the mango? Yes, your majesty. The king turned to his minister of law. The poor man was hungry and he struck the tree with a stone. He obtained a mango and has eaten it. Now tell me, how long would he be free from hunger? For about 24 hours, your majesty. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Maybe 12 hours. That will do. That will do. Now we will pr- pronounce our judgment. The entire crowd waited with, with bated breath. Could it be something worse than the judge's sentence? We command that from today till the end of his life on earth, this poor man shall receive from our treasury wealth enough to maintain himself. Communicate this order at once to the finance minister. Everyone was amazed. What manner of punishment is this? (laughs) The queen thought that she was responsible for it and that the peasant and the pleasant mood that she had brought on the king had put him in the light, in a light vein, and so he had rewarded the poor man. She smiled significantly. My dear, said the king to the queen, tell me, is the tree a sentient or an insentient object? Of course, an insentient object, my lord. And I? What a question to ask, great one. Man... The crown of creature is a sentient being. You are a jewel among men. You are divinity, truly. Who has surpassed thee in knowledge and wisdom? Then, my beloved, is it not fair that I, a sentient being, prove that I am worthier than an insentient tree of this status that God has granted me? Yes. You are, my Lord. You are worthier than all men in fact and wisdom. But why do you say all of this? Look, the poor man has struck the tree with a stone. It gave him a a luscious fruit to eat. It appeased his hunger for a day. The stone fell on me as he threw it. It was a judge that that he hit me with it. Should I not prove I am worthier than the tree? That That is why I have ordered that his necessities be provided for throughout his lifetime. The ministers, servants, and the queen fell at the monarch's feet and kissed the dust beneath them. They glorified him. O oh, sovereign, you are truly divinity upon this earth. Who but God himself could make him manifest such compassion at a time like this? Lord, you rank in this virtue with Lord Buddha and Lord Jesus, with the great saints and sages of all times, mm. with Ching Hai. <laughs> no, no, no. Hail, I'm hail. not that great. <laughs> I couldn't be that great, I don't think. I was just thinking I wouldn't be that great. You're the greatest. Yeah, I don't know. 
Hail, hail. I was truly just thinking when I read that, I said, oh, what a good man. I couldn't be that, that good. Yeah, truly. You're the greatest. I was thinking, yeah, you know. <laughs> we know it. So. Hail, hail. May your majesty's wise and fruitful reign last for many years upon this earth. For only rulers like yourself can inspire people to cultivate compassion, cosmic love and forbearance. Yeah, that's right. Inspired by your glorious example, people will love each other, serve each other, and thus, purified at heart, will transform themselves into divine beings. Bless us, O Lord, that we may be worthy servants of Thee.第一个那个戒律就是阿欣赏的不暴力他这个也是说不暴力的理想是什么有一个人他非常贫穷走进过一个芒果的芒果园他那个时候非常饿了很饿他上天他还没吃任何东西那时候芒果园是满满的芒果在下面那些芒果的季节那些芒果的芒果的非常好看哇好亮啊好熟啊都非常吸引人所以那个饿的人啊饿的穷的人啊不想赶快去找一个石头啊掉上去丢一个石头
怎么会有判？怎么能够比那个十罪还要重要呢？<笑>想不到他能够再再判什么？我们已经判他死了，他国王还要判他怎么样呢？大家都在那里紧张啊。然后国王说：“从今天我下令，到这个人王胜了为止，我们每天应该。”啊，拿很多东西给他，够他使用，每天够他使用一天，这样子，到他死的为止。现在你马上把我那个命令啊传到那个经济部长那里去啊！哇，大家就很很惊讶啦，又很混淆啦。为什么有这种判案呢？那从来没听过，怎么判这个样子啊？然后呢，他的皇后啊。在旁边的认为，因为他对国王很好啊，很恩爱啊，所以就给他今天心情那么好，所以他在那边笑笑，认为是他的功劳，嗯，嗯，所以呃，那个 ，the king 啊，就那那个国王啊，就问那个皇后啊，嗯，你你告诉我，这个盲婆说我就是一个有情的，或是无情的众生，然后皇后说。他是无情的，你说没有感情啊，没有感觉那种嘛，就是无情的众生。然后国王说：“那我呢？”然后这个皇后说：“啊，你为什么问这个问题？嗯，你伟大的国王，你为什么问这个问题？人啊，当然是万物之主，而且你是人的那种珠宝的唯一的。”你最伟大的，你怎么还问的这样的？你是伟大的，你是神圣的，你是圣人的，你是道德的，你怎样怎样啊？你还有很多啊、呃、智慧啊、道德啊等等，加上一大堆。然后，吴广说：“那我的敬爱的皇后，这样子的话，如果我是一个有情的众生，又我不没有。”证明自己比那棵那个树无情的众生好的话，那怎么能够值得我那个人生呢？那上帝给我那个人生，那有何用？嗯。然后皇后说：“不过，当然你是最值得人生的，最值得那个上帝总爱给你那个人生。你为什么会讲这么多事情啊？有什么意思？”然后国王说：“你看。”这个贫穷的人呐、啊，他把那石头丢丢那个棵树，然后棵树又拿水果，好的水果给他吃，吃让他饱那么一天。嗯，那我呢？如果丢到我，我那个万物之主又是最好的一个人，那我又不不给他东西吃的好几天的话，我整个辈子的话，我真是算比那棵树还不好啊。所以我才判他这个令啊，这这养他整个辈子、啊，因为他就没有比那个树好。当然了，是不是？嗯，太棒了。然后那个时候啊，大官啊那些，呃，部下、啊、那些随从啊、皇后啊、宫妃美女啊，都在那边爬上来拜他了，拜他的脚啊。然后就在那里一直赞叹他，哇，你大王啊，你是真正的是圣人啊，你是真正的都难得、啊，只有上帝也能够，才自己才能够有那种爱心啊，大慈悲啊，大量啊，大博爱啊，像你一样，啊，你就是上帝，就是住在你里面了、啊，你就是，你这个功德啊，福报啊，爱心啊，是像佛一样啊，像耶稣基督一样啊。你可以跟任何的大僧人、大人比较的啊，然后嗯，这这这赞叹赞叹的哈利哈利啦，怎么样啦？嗯、啊，因为只有像你这种国王啊，才能够呃、啊、鼓励人民啊，呃、啊、发展自己的爱心呢、啊，自己的慈悲啊，自己的那个宇宙的爱力呀、啊，意思说所有都爱的那种。嗯，因为你自己会当一个很好的榜样啊，然后人民会互相疼爱、互相帮助自己呀、啊，然后会
净化自己的身口意啊，会改变自己的身心，变成修行的好的人啊。所以啊，请你加持我们，让我们能够值得当你的佣人这样子，当你的永久跟着你这样子，这样很好啊。来一个。Sorry, yeah. That's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. 刚刚那个，因为你刚刚他听到了金海的名字嘛，因为刚刚他们在这里跟他比较说那个国王呢，跟释迦牟尼佛一样的那那种价值啊，一样的国位啊，跟耶稣基督一样，跟他比较，跟耶稣基督、释迦牟尼佛比较，然后他加进去说跟金海比较，我才跟他说没有，刚刚刚他念那个。赞叹他的时候，我觉得在在里面心里有想，哦，真的那么好的人，我才不会比他这样这么好的，我真的这样那么想。然后他就讲这样，我觉得不好意思，我就告诉他不是，你刚刚讲这样，我觉得刚刚想我不这么好的，刚刚想而已，他就念经还名字出来，我真的不好意思，我真的刚在里面心里面想，哇，那么好的人，我什么时候才那么好？就他就念静海名字，就很奇怪，好像听到我的声音，那个心里面讲要要要讽刺我的样子，嗯，就是很好，是啊，我们应该这样才对哈，对呀、啊，嗯，我们有时候不这么好，不比那个书好。你你你在那边打那棵树，我是咬它，它会丢水果给你吃。你咬一个人，打一个人，它会打你死。<笑>真的是不好啊！给<笑>你卷吃卷头吃，啊？对呀、啊，不好。所以耶稣基督说，人家打你一遍就给一遍，这样不好。人家打你，你还是要拿钱给他的，<笑>是吗？人家打这边，你这你给他这边给他打，那这又又弄算他的手啊，又有何好处？啊？人家打一棵树都有水果，那打你最少还是有钱才好。呀。啊 ，It's very good, huh? Should we read one more story? Yeah, it's very good story. So we read some more. Since we are so inspired, yeah.、Okay. 我现在有灵感了，继续做。也许明天不想做呢。Okay. Yeah. Well, there's compassion. Narayana Prashad's mother had passed away.、Mm. Contrary to expectation, Narayan Prashad was extremely happy. He ran to worship his to his worship room, fell prostrate at the feet of his deity Jagannath, and、mm. prayed, "Unasked, you showed your grace upon me." You have removed one tie that bound me to this earthly life.、Mm-hmm. I shall now be able to devote my entire life to you、mm-hmm. and to you alone, without any distraction. <laughs> Lord, grant me pure devotion.、Mm-hmm. Narayan Prashad and his mother had both been great devotees of Lord Jagannath of Puri.、Mm-hmm. Narayan Prashad now wended his way to Puri. All along the way, he was singing the names of the Lord in a blissful self-forgetfulness. In the heart of a devotee dwelt the Lord. Narayan Prashad communed with Him uninterpretedly. He did not think of going to the temple of Jagannath Puri. Instead, he went to the seashore and engaged himself in ceaseless repetition of His name and meditated upon His glories. Three days passed. Narayan Prashad had not taken any food nor drink. He think, nor did he think of it. He was in a remote place. No pilgrims pass that way. He was starving, but immersed in bliss of kirtan and meditation. Lord Jagannath turned to his consort Lakshmi. Lakshmi, what a pity! My devotee is starving on the seashore. I have neglected my duty. I have been heartless and cruel. He has been intent upon the performance of his duty, remembrance of me. But I have failed in mine. Didn't serve him,、mm. give him food. The protection of the devotee.、Mm. How can I face him now?、Mm. I am burning with shame. You kindly go to him with the delicious food and offer it to him. Lakshmi agreed. She took on a golden plate the richest articles of the Lord's prasad.、Mm. Narayan Prasad was oblivious to the world. He was immersed in the Lord's name. Lakshmi, while approaching him. 
felt shy to meet him face to face. She felt unhappy at the thought that a devotee had thus been allowed to starve by the Lord and herself. Mm. Quietly she placed the gold plate behind Narayan Prashad and swiftly returned to her abode. Narayan Prashad heard the sound of anklets. He turned his head towards the direction from which the sound came. He saw the gold plate of food but could not see anyone who could have brought it to him. He felt hungry. He thanked God for the timely shower of grace and ate the food with great relish as, the prasa- as his prasad. Three nights of sleepness, sleeplessness induced him to fall into slumber after the meal. He awoke to find four stout Brahmins armed with batons standing around him. You wretched thief, they cried. How dare you steal the gold plate from the sanctum, sanctum sanctuarum of the Lord? Come, get up. You vilest wretch, follow us to the Raja's palace and receive your punishment at his hands. Narayan Prashad was perplexed at first. I have not stolen this plate, he thought. But why couldn't the person who brought the food for me on this plate take it back? Mm. Instantly, he composed himself and felt that it was useless to waste his thoughts over what was happening and instead went on with his mental bhajan. The king was greatly enraged. He ordered whipping of the culprit. (laughs) The heartless servants of the king were overjoyed at this opportunity of giving vent to their power and glory. The whip fell on Narayan Prashad with ever-increasing force. Didn't hurt him. (laughs) The king's servants felt amazed at the sight. The devotee was laughing and singing his names. After half an hour of whipping, they could not discover any mark of the whip on his body. They gave it up as useless and drove him out of the palace. Narayan Prasad returned to his seashore residence and was lost in the thought of the Lord. Food arrived at night, but this this time the plate was mysteriously taken away after he had eaten. The Raj could not sleep that night. He was haunted by a nightmarish feeling that he was being thrown out of his bed. Now and again he saw the image of the Lord Jagannath appear before him, and he saw blood was oozing from his waist. The Raj was perplexed. He got up, ran out, out and reached the temple. He asked the priest to open it up at once so that he could have the darshan of the Lord. The priest and the kings were speechless when they discovered a stream of blood trickling from the Lord's waist and running into the sanctum sanctorum. The Raj, Raj understood his heart. Excuse me. The Raj understood. His heart burned with sorrow, remorse, and wretchedness at his crime. He understood in an instant that this strange happening was due to his thrashing of the poor Bhakta that afternoon. Accompanied by his servants, the Raj ran to the seashore. He fell prostrate at Narayan Prasad's feet. He begged pardon for his folly and pleaded for the healing of the wound on the Lord's body, which Narayan Prasad alone could do. Narayan Prasad whipped bitterly, My Lord, O ocean of mercy, what a thing for you to do. Why should you endure this torture for the sake of your poor devotee? Why could you not have prevented the Raja's servants from whipping me instead of taking from whipping me instead of taking the cruel punishment on thy own body? He cried alone in anguish. The blood trickling ceased. The Lord answered his devotee, Narayan Prashad, know that according to your Parabha, uh, you had had to undergo this punishment. Such was your love for me, such was your devotion to me that you had completely surrendered yourself to me. It was my duty to protect you from all injury. Mm. Yet I could not nullify your prahab karma. It had been worked out. I had therefore to receive on my own body the whipping which had been preordinated as your lot to your body. Mm. The bhakta gets what is preordained preordained according to his parabad. He is not affected by it. He does not suffer on account of it because I throw my protecting arms around him. But he has to suffer, even the Lord. Yeah. Mm. In the blazing light of the Lord, Narayan Prashad disappeared. This is the same as Haridas Thakur's story. 
Hmm? What? There's another story, the same, same, same. Similar, yeah, yes. many things like that. Yeah, same thing. I'm telling you. Okay. You're good enough. Tada Mujina, Gang Si Diao. Nigger, Xiang Fan, Ping Chang, and I don't run the Taito. Nigger, and I don't run the Taito. Nigger, and I don't run the Taito. 拜佛那个房子我现在可以全身全力一个名字的名字叫加甘纳塔走的时候他就跑到一个海边那里去在那边念得很高兴那你看好可怜啊忽略他三天没有给他东西吃你看我没办法看他了你替我出去照顾他一下拿东西给他吃我现在感觉得太惨贵了我没办法看他那个Lakshmi他那个陪伴那个女啊那个也许太太Concert means wife right Concert Concert Yeah it means company 也是要算太太了
印店那那个印度的妇女，她赚那种有很多那种小零子，就像啷个啷个啷个，啊，听到那个啷个啷个声音了，她就眼睛就在睁开，睁开了那个你已经走了，就看到前面有东西吃，很好东西，嗯，因为那个拉克斯米她也是女的，印度的女娃，也很很很害羞了，不想看外人，所以赶快丢那边然后走了，没有等她吃，然后拿拿那个。盘子回来，所以他自己也感觉到很惭愧了。就一个人同修在那边修行那么好，他自己没照顾他，在旁边而已，就没照顾那个二十三天，就感觉到很惭愧，说赶快溜了，嗯。然后他吃了以后，他他认为是上帝送了，他也吃了，师傅照顾了，没关系，他感谢，然后就吃了。然后吃了，因为他三天没睡觉，没吃饭，所以吃的又是很累的，睡觉了。那睡觉呢？看他睡觉的时候，有四个那个很大的那个婆罗门呢，也是像那种皇家的那个那种护法啦，兵啊兵哥，在那里就骂他，啊，骂他吼得很大声，说说他是偷那个。那个那个未名师的那个宝贝的那个盘子啊，哎，就叫他赶快应该去看国王啊，懂吗？嗯，然后就那个修行的那个同修，感觉到很很有，不是他偷啊，他没有偷啊。不过为什么那个盘子在他面前？他说，即使他现在抢劫是也没用啊，所以他就跟着他们走就好。因为他也不知道为什么那个盘子在那里，他也没有什么没有理由会解释啊，他也不知道有没有解释，就跟着他跑。然后那个国王当然很很生气，因为国王也是，也许那边名士的那个徒弟很生气，感觉到那个人很很那个很冒犯，就把他叫他们呢打他，那些当然那那些国王的部下就刚好有机会可以。表达他们的忠心，我打他半死，打得很凶啊。不过打他，就感觉到很很奇怪。那个人被越越打他越唱歌，然后笑得很大声，在里念他的咒，念他的那个佛的名字啊，没怎么样。所以后来他们累了，打了一个小时没用啊，就赶他出去。然后呢，那个他回去他的海边那里啊，继续在那边。在那边念他东西打坐了，然后国王晚上睡不着了，啊，睡觉就马上做噩梦，好像梦到那个那个师傅啊，都在这边流水这样，一次流水一次流水，他梦着，嗯，一次梦到这个样子好几次啊，然后他就受不了了，就出来了，起来了就跑到那个那个他的那个寺庙那边去看看啊。然后他叫那边的和尚啊，然后开开门给他看看一下，啊，看那果人看到那个所谓那个神啊，那个主人是名士了，那个真的流水从这边都流一直流出来。然后那个国王啊，马上就了解了，因为今天叫他打、啊、打那个人在在这边啊，一样的地方一直流水出来，他就马上在那边就很惭愧啊。嗯，他就赶快跑到那个河边、海边那里找那个人了，呃，在那里拜他去，请他原谅他。然后那个时候，那个修行的人才知道，他的所谓的师傅啊，替他流水，就是所以他被打的时候都不痛啊，奇怪，打那一个小时，那全部国王的的那部下打那么大声也不痛，所以他就知道了。那个时候他就他就哭了，他说：“你为什么替我？”这样子，那个，你为什么不让他打我呢？你为什么这个小事情你自己也背呢？对身体能不好啊？他就在里面哭了很很痛苦，哭得很痛苦，那、啊，然后那个时候那个流水就停了，就不流了，啊，然后所谓的那个师傅啊，就跟他说了，他说，意思说，那拉尼安的帕萨，啊，你应该知道啊。以你的业障那个仓库来看的话，你就应该被打流血了。不过因为你就完全为了我
贡献，呃，全身口意在那边一次打就一次念我名字，完全都任何都把它送给我嘛，奉献给我，完全没有留给自己任何的那个我吃啊，所以就是我的本分要保护你。不过因为是业障没办法这样子那么消除，如果没有人替代的话，没办法消除，所以我本人啊，应该替你。背这个业障，即使他说一个修行的信徒啊，一个徒弟修行很好的徒弟啊，完全相信那位师傅的徒弟，即使他还是应该有他的业障的的因果的，不过他自己不会感觉，因为他的师傅会会替他处理，嗯，就是这样子。然后讲完了以后。忽然间就一个大光的，大光亮出来，然后那那个徒弟也消失了，往生了。这故事完了，啊，哎，老师，这个，哎哎，有替徒弟背业障还是真的是有？我看得很恐怖，哎，那个小事情，如果没办法消除的话，那自己要背，就是这样子嘛，真的是这样，好恐怖啊 ，It's frightening 啊。Even just a small karma, the master has to bear. If the the disciple is very devoted, and if the master is very good one, I bear it. It's a true story. Yeah. Hmm. I just yesterday, I just told you, that the disciple of mine also has to bear. Small things also bear. It's like this. Sometimes, even when they do bad things, but they completely believe in the master. Every time they drink, every time they drink, they have to bear. 真的是这样啊！那像他举那个地下室的电呢，一进去就举了，说：“师傅，保护我！”<笑>难怪我在家看见他好几。嗯、uh, ，It's like you. I say the disciple. Some of them, even if they have done bad thing outside, and they left me, they run away from me. But when they do bad thing, and when they have some bad effect, they say, "Master, master!" And then also I have to to take care. It's just frightening. I say, when you go into the under <laughs> underground subway and people push you, say, "Master, protect me." I say, no wonder when I feel so pressed at home. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Just kidding. No, it's just a habit that you you call. It's, it's true. It's no problem. You call anytime you want. <laughs> Even just to refresh on the tram, master. Protect me. <laughs> so cute. Okay, I think we go to sleep now, huh? Okay. We go to meditate. <laughs>